0: Your greatest moment in life, defining moment in life, is before you. You are you are not finished. You're not finished. You just begun. It's not over until God says it's over. So don't be lukewarm, double-minded, and looking back. Get all excited because everything is Everything is on time. Everything is on time. Do you hear me? Everything is on time. He will make all things work for the good of them that love God. He will turn your ashes of a failure, of a disappointment, of a disillusionment and turn it into something beautiful. Something beautiful. I said He's going to give you beauty for ashes. So we, we are just so blessed. There is nothing to, to to be anxious about. You just walk in the Spirit and you do it all right.
1: ...gram code updates. If you didn't watch part one, you have to go get that for the foundation, the base of the revelation given to this last day's prophet, Dr. Robert Murray on the Daniel eight fourteen passage. We're gonna continue in that series on that today. We're blessed that you're joining us. My name is Andy Wallace, and we are joined by our pastor, mentor, Dr. Robert Mawiri. It's good to be back in the studio with you. Greet the people and open us in prayer, please, Dr. Mawiri. Oh,
0: thank you, Andy. Thank you. Uh, Huge such a blessing. I thank the Lord for each one of you that are watching. This is gonna be just, An amazing time Mm -hmm. because whenever God shows up, something good's gonna happen. And God is with us. This is a time of revelation and understanding, illumination of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Father God, we thank you for your presence. Thank you, Dad. We thank you that in your presence there's (coughs) fullness of joy. Yes, pleasures forevermore. We are in Mm. your presence, and we thank you for that. Bless each person listening. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. We are so blessed to be able to be here together. As you say, they sent them by twos, and here we're getting to give revelation to the people.
0: You know, that is the most exciting thing that um, we are in divine order. Mm. Uh, God sent them two by two, uh, walking together, listening to God together, Yearing God together. Amen. And encouraging the people of God together.
1: Amen and amen. All right, let's dive in here. Last week, you explained how God had given you the divine revelation of the Daniel 8.14 passage and how it fits into the last day's timeline. You explained how the 2300 evenings and mornings will begin with the second treaty with death and hell around the year 2024-25. According to Isaiah 28.18, which allows animal sacrifices to begin upon the Temple Mount. Here's what I want us to do today. I want you to show us more about the events that will soon occur, and I want us to look at the math from those dates of the last day's timeline. So let's get back to Daniel's vision in chapter eight, and here's my first question for you. Is this talking about the daily sacrifices that are soon to be reinstituted?
0: You know, when. You and me were at the, um, at the place where we were looking at the um, red heifers mm-hmm. and the rabbis were here. Uh, that is a physical confirmation of the biblical prediction that in these last days there will be animal sacrifices on Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. Now, as an evangelical, we say, well, look, We don't need animal (laughs) sacrifices. Mm. We don't need the Jews to go go back there. The blood of Jesus uh, is the only blood that can wash your sins away. So why would we support something that we know is not gonna help the Jews? Why should we stand with them, help them to do this? Mm -hmm. I think that's a very, very legitimate question for some of you who have been following us. I want to answer that at the very beginning. The, the Lord wants the Jews to go back to sacrifices. It's predicted in Scripture. Uh-huh. It's part of the prophetic end time events that must take place. So we are supporting the biblical prophecy that we're given, supporting the fulfillment of the, those prophecies to be just not observers of those prophecies, but to step into the story, participate in them, and we invited you to participate. It's not a participation in the rebellion against God or a rejection that the blood of Jesus is the only blood that can cleanse us from all sin and all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. It's actually confirmation because we are simply doing what God says, not rationalizing, not Mm -hmm. trying to understand it, explain it, but just simply obeying. Blessed are they that hear and do. Yes, Lord. Because God told us that the Jews will sacrifice, and he even told us how long they're going to sacrifice. And and so this is why it is really exciting uh, for you, Andy, to uh, bring this up because this is actually the next big thing on the prophetic calendar. Mm -hmm. And we're on to it. It's going to happen during this Shemitah, this uh, 70th week of Daniel, Mm -hmm. and we're in the 70th week of Daniel, and it's happening.
1: Let's read from the scripture, Dr. Mori. I'm going to read from Daniel 8 verses 11 through 14. Uh, I'm going to read from the King James. Here we go. It set itself up to be as great as the commander of the army of the Lord. It took away the daily sacrifice from the Lord, and His sanctuary was thrown down. Because of the rebellion, the Lord's people and the daily sacrifice were given over to it. It prospered in everything it did, and truth was thrown to the ground. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to him, how long will it take for this vision to be fulfilled? The vision concerning the daily sacrifice, the rebellion that causes desolation, and the surrender of the sanctuary and the trampling underfoot of the Lord's people. Verse 14, he said to me, it will take 2300 evenings and mornings, and then the sanctuary will be reconsecrated. Now, that is, the
0: next most exciting thing, which is, number one, the Antichrist is the one that's going to sign this treaty of death and hell. Mm-hmm. He is called death and hell because he will bring death and hell mm-hmm. and the destruction of the Jewish people, the, 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 the stopping of the sacrifices in Jerusalem. Yet at the beginning, he supports them He helps them to secure the right to worship on Temple Mount. And that is a treaty with death and hell because the Jews are so excited that finally we are back at Temple Mount. Mm. We were here AD 70. It's nearly 2000 years ago when we had our last sacrifice here on Temple Mount. But now we are back on Temple Mount 2000 years later. And the Jewish people will be so excited and the men of sin the Antichrist, the the beast, Uh he will be supporting them in realizing that vision. When they say, next year in Jerusalem, next year in Jerusalem, it's the heart, passion, it's the cry of the Jewish people to be back on Temple Mount and to worship the Lord and be God's separate people, unique people, uh, called out and set apart to be his holy people. Uh Now, they cannot really celebrate their election as a, a as a chosen people because they, are, they don't have the blood. They know without the blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Amen. So they're crying out and asking God to help them to get back to Temple Mount so that their sins would be covered with the blood, the blood of animals. But we know that the blood of Jesus is the only blood, but here we find that the Antichrist authorizes them mm-hmm. and... He allows them actually to sacrifice for a period of time before he stops them. So we can actually know when the sacrifices will stop and when the Antichrist is going to sit in the temple. Because in these 2300 days, we're actually given some real insights into our immediate future because these are things that are not coming 20 years from now, 30 years from now. These are things that are in this Daniel 70th week, the last shemitah, the last decade we're in it. Amen. That's why it is so important, so important for all of you are listening to know that we are living in a prophetic season we are in a prophetic spectrum right now and the things that we are going to see are written in Scripture You need to know what scripture says, because your theology from your evangelical teaching may make you very hostile Mm. against the the sacrifices. Mm -hmm. But the sacrifices, as we read here, it is the Antichrist that will stop these sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And it is the Antichrist who will enter the temple and, of course, declare himself God. And it's through the the, the iniquity, which is the rebellion that's going to take place. Yes. You you talked, well, you've
1: talked about a couple of other things that we're going to get to. I want to remind the people, uh, if you watched on the first part one of this series, Dr. Mori and I have come up with a new tribulation timeline. And this explains it all with the scriptures and the timing. Many things that he said that we're going to go into more in depth today and on part three and part four also. If you want a copy of this, if you didn't get one, my email address, 1- TexasAndy1 at gmail.com, the number one, T-E-X-A-S-A-N-D-Y, the number one at gmail.com. Send me an email and just say, Andy, send me a tribulation timeline, and I'll email that to you. Okay, Dr. Mawiri, here's what I want us to get to now. The 2,300 evenings and mornings in Daniel 8:14, using the Jewish calendar, that adds up to... 360 days in a year that adds up to roughly 6.4 years so that would then take us to around the year 2030 for the sacrifices to stop is that correct on the math that's right that's right and
0: uh, we will know exactly when we see the de- daily sacrifice begin we can actually count exactly 2300 days when they will be Stabbed. In other words, it will be stopped and there will be a period of the persecution of those devout Jews, mm. uh, Jacob's trouble, mm-hmm. and of course, g- worldwide will be what we call the great tribulation. Mm-hmm. But these sacrifices begin before the great tribulation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They begin... Um, I believe, as as you said, between uh, 2024 and 2025, Mm -hmm. um, the the sacrifices will begin. Um, It it does not necessarily say that the temple will be built by that time, or it may have been built, it may be something concurrent, Uh, they they are sacrificing and they're building the temple. So, the, the focus of this passage is the daily sacrifice. So we must be very specific. It is about daily sacrifice. And then this could actually give us even a deeper understanding of why in Amos the Third Temple is referred to as the Tabernacle of David, which was a temporal structure on Temple Mount that they were sacrificing until the First Temple by King Solomon was built.
1: Uh, Stop right there. Stop right there now, because you all have to catch this. He just said a whole lot in that last two minutes. Let me make sure that the people understand this. You said, number one, the temple might not be done yet. Yes. Number two, you said there might not be a tabernacle, and you've done a good job of explaining. Tabernacle is a temporary structure, and it tells us how to do that in the Old Testament. told them how to build it temple, a permanent structure, but you said there might not be either one of those, that it might just be an altar for sacrifices. So the key to look for is when the animal sacrifices stop.
0: Daily sacrifice, that's the key. The daily, because this this passage here is to deal with one thing, daily sacrifices. Mm -hmm. The beginning of the daily sacrifices, the end of daily sacrifices, or the cleansing. Mm. of the the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. That means the daily sacrifice will take place and the temple, the tabernacle will be desecrated Mm -hmm. by the Antichrist when he enters the the the, the sanctuary, when he enters the temple, when he enters the tabernacle of David. Mm. All these are words that probably needs explanation. When we talk about the the temple, the Antichrist will enter the temple, and then Amos talks about the tabernacle, which is a temporary structure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, 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 the 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 use of both words simply means that the third temple or the 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 coming temple or tabernacle is a temporary structure. Temporary structure before the Lord Jesus comes back, it's for. 2,300 days.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: because of the temporality of this situation, that's why it's sometimes referred to as a tabernacle, sometimes it's referred to as the temple. Yes. Whatever use, it simply means the same thing. It's like, we are going to see sacrifices on Temple Mount. Okay. And that sacrifice, from the time it begins and the time the Antichrist enters the temple, mm-hmm. That will be, a, in other words, the, how long will the Antichrist be in the temple? The Bible gives us a very specific time. He will be in the temple for three and a half years. Show
1: us the it is written on that right
0: there, so, Dr. Moore. Let, 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 let's, let, let, let's look at that. I think we, we should go back to, to, to it is written mm-hmm. because it tells us in, in, in Revelation 13, uh, 5, that um, this is the period that he will be In the temple, blaspheming the name of the Lord. That means he enters the temple. When he enters the temple, he stops the sacrifices. So the sacrifices are not for 2300 days. Amen. That's good. Because when he comes in, he stops those sacrifices and says, I don't need sacrifices anymore. I am the manifested God on the earth. Mm. All I want is for you to worship me.
1: Okay, let me go and read Revelation yes. 13, 5. And as you have told many times, it makes it very clear. It says, The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise his authority for 42 months, three and a half years. That is very, very, I mean, it doesn't get more precise than that to know that he's going to rule and reign for three and a half years, but he's going to stop the sacrifices then. Amen? Yes.
0: Well, here is the wisdom of God. He rules from the temple 42 months, 1260 days. Mm -hmm. That is the time he declares himself God and rules from the temple. He was in power Before then, because at the beginning of the 2300 days, he authorizes
1: that treaty with death and hell.
0: That treaty with death and hell. Okay. So then, 42 months, which is a critical period of time. Because it is also the time of the Great Tribulation. Mm-hmm. It is a time in which he is exalting himself and speaking great things against God, blessings against God. And during that time of 2,300 days, we know that 1,260 days are the days in which he will be in the temple. Mm-hmm. And it is 1,260 days that he will be persecuting the saints, both Jewish and Gentiles, Mm -hmm. meaning this is a time of Jacob's trouble. How long is Jacob's trouble? 1,260 days. Uh, What is that? 42 months. Mm. So that's the period that is going to begin. We can calculate that because it begins with the Antichrist actually being revealed. How is he revealed? He is revealed when he gets into the temple and declares himself God. And stops the sacrifice. So the sacrifices must come first. And maybe at that time we don't know who the man that gave them the authority to build this temple and to begin the sacrifices. But very soon we will know who he is. And we probably can know how long they're going to sacrifice before the man of sin enters the temple.
1: All right. So let me do some simple math here and you tell me if I am summarizing this right. 2,300 days and mornings. You just said that three and a half years is 1,260 days and mornings. If we subtract 1,260 from 2,300, we get 1,040 days and mornings. 1,040 is roughly 2.89 years. If we take three and a half years, we know that he's going to prophesy for three and a half years. He's going to rule and reign. If we add that other 2.89 years, mm-hmm. that then would take us to it starting in 2425. Mm-hmm. That's where you're coming up with this math, because if that's it, that, that's that's pretty simple math. Well, it's a matter of math, really. Uh,
0: the moment the the sacrifices begin, uh, the this authorization mm-hmm. uh, from this. Whether visible or invisible, whether we will know when it is signed, but this one thing we know: the sacrifice will begin, and that will be visible. That everybody will see. Everybody it. around the, so gonna around the world is going to know that. Then we know God says from that day 2300, 2300 and of course, in one thousand and forty days, yes, the sacrifice will start, yes, and the. The man that authorized them, Mr. Death and Hell, <laughs> will enter the temple and he will then declare himself God. Is this man alive? Yes. Is he in negotiations with the, the mm. right people, the Sanhedrin, mm. and the leaders? Yes, he is. Because this time is short, is here, is now. The animal sacrifice, especially of the red heifer, is imminent. And when that happens, that means he has been working with the right people and helping them to sacrifice because he has an ambition to one day enter the temple. So we don't know whether this is gonna be a visible treaty with death and hell, Mm -hmm. whether this is gonna be a a concealed arrangement, Mm -hmm. but what we know is there will be sacrifices when that agreement is in place.
1: You just mentioned something else that I want you to, I, I, I know that you've got some up, an update on this that I want you to tell the people about, but you mentioned the red heifer. We know, you. we did a whole uh, teaching on the red heifer, how it's got to be sacrificed for purification of sin, for purification of the temple or tabernacle, whichever it's going to be, Give us a quick update on the red heifer because that also fits into this timeline because we know it's imminent. You and I have been there where they were selecting them. and tell, Give us an update on that. Well, you know, it's so exciting not to be just an observer of
0: biblical prophecy, mm. but to be a participant, to be there when it happens, to participate in the fulfillment. That is what excites us. <laughs> uh, we were there at the selection of the red heifer, mm. a couple of them. And now, you, we were talking earlier mm-hmm. that uh, it could be, um, you Next know, in week? a couple of days yeah. that they will actually be able to airlift them Hallelujah. finally to Israel mm. in anticipation of the... Most important <laughs> sacrifice because they would not be, they would never be a, a temple without the ashes of the it red heifer. There has to be, amen. There could not be a priesthood that could minister unto the Lord without the blood, without the, the the ashes of the red heifer. So the red heifer must be sacrificed first. It is the initial, the most important sacrifice, and we know that it will take about. 25 months Mm -hmm. uh, for that red heifer to be uh, sacrificed. Mm -hmm. And now it's a matter of which red heifer. We have a couple of them that have been sent. Um, And so at the right time, they will choose the one to sacrifice. And it will be exactly the beginning of the most incredible time, which is preparing the Jewish people to begin (laughs) the daily sacrifices, (laughs) the rest. Heifer is not the beginning of the daily sacrifices. That's it, right. It is the ashes of the red heifer yes. that then cleanses the priesthood. Yes. Then the priesthood begin the daily sacrifice. They cannot begin the daily sacrifice until they are cleansed by the ashes of the red heifer.
1: Dr. Mori. I know that it's wrong to cover in the Bible, but I've got to say, I hope we get to be there in Israel oh, yeah. when that well, takes place. Ooh, what a glorious we, time. We are
0: working be. with a group that's doing it. They are partners. They are oh, friends. hallelujah! And uh, they're chosen by God. They're anointed by God. They are doing what God wants them to do. And we are just Blessed to be part amen of, amen. of the group that's been invited to do <laughs> mm. this and to participate in the airlifting of those red efforts. Thank you for those who, who yes. helped finance yes. this prayer this is financially a prophetic, prophetic moment. Mm. And it's exciting. And we invite you to be praying for us as we are informing the people of God, equipping the people of God, preparing for this incredible historic event that will be a marker. Amen. The, the, the beginning of the end of the end.
1: Okay, let's move now. We've had several comments and questions going on now about what's going to happen around the year 2627. The final, the end of the final shemitah, the the begin, the end of the uh, sorrows, the beginning of Jacob's trouble. That last three and a half years. Tell us. What events will be happening around that period of time at the starting of that three and a half years?
0: All of you who have been listening to me and following me, I wanna make this very, very uh, clear. And I pray that God will give you the understanding, the illumination of the Holy Spirit. Mm. The end of the times of the Gentiles 2027. It's the end of the dispensation of grace.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Historically, the end of the dispensation of grace. Everybody teaches is the rapture that the church will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air because the dispensation of grace would have been expired. And at the end of that time, when the last person has been saved, then the church is going to be taken out the rapture. So I want to say, it is not the rapture. The end of the dispensation of grace is not the rapture. It is the restoration of the Jewish people to the Lord. We got to go to scripture Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: now we're in an area that most people are not familiar with because this is progressive revelation. Um, Here a little, there a little, precept upon precept, line upon line. So now we want to fine tune this, that the end of the dispensation of grace is the restoration of the Jewish people.
1: Mm. That's
0: what scripture says. When the last gentle person has been saved, at that very moment, God is going to bring back the Jewish people. This is not the rapture, but at the end of every dispensation, let me make this very clear, end of every dispensation, there is a divine visitation. Uh, we, we, we begin with the, the dispensation of innocence. God spoke to, to Adam and Eve and expelled them from the garden. Mm-hmm. At the end of the dispensation of conscience, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ came to speak to Abraham. Pre-incarnate Christ came uh-huh. and spoke to to Abraham and said, "This time next year, you'll have a son, Isaac, which is the beginning of the dispensation of the law." Uh-huh. So God comes at the beginning of every dispensation, two thousand years from Adam to Abraham. God appears to Adam and and, and tells him, "You out of the garden," and uh-huh. he. Just dispensation and begin the dispensation of the law. Uh Then, in 26 AD, heaven is opened and Jesus Christ himself is being baptized and he begins the dispensation of grace. So, God appears at the beginning of the dispensation of conscience. he appeared at the beginning of the dispensation of the law. Mm-hmm. He appeared at the at the beginning of the dispensation. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end of the dispensation of grace, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are going to come down, not up meeting us in the air, mm-hmm. but He's going to come. They're going to come down. Just like they came down to speak to Adam and Eve, they came down to speak to Abraham and begin the dispensation of the law. They came down in the person of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word,
1: and Mm. the Word was with
0: God. And He was God. He was manifested on the earth. God was manifested on the earth. Mm -hmm. So He was on the earth at the beginning of His ministry when He was revealed. Okay. when the Spirit came down from heaven and said, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. So that begins the dispensation of grace, and at the very end of the dispensation of grace, God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are gonna come down to Temple Mount as it happened at the beginning of every dispensation, at, at, at every end of each dispensation. It's gonna happen again because God's gonna order These are repetitive patterns. These are prophetic patterns that we find in scripture, that no dispensation is begun without the appearance of God
1: on the earth. So are you saying that that passage in Ezekiel 43, verses one through seven, when you've said it many, many times, the Holy Trinity comes down and visits the Jews in the temple, you're saying that that is another marker, just like the animal sacrifice is starting, another time marker of the end of the dispensation of grace and the beginning of that three and a half years of Jacob's trouble? The Exactly, because he comes to close the
0: dispensation of grace. Yes. Probably it's not accurate to say he comes to close the dispensation of grace because that's a theological term because his grace uh, will continue. His mercy endures forevermore. Mm. When, what we are saying is the end of the church dispensation when the Gentiles, the fullness of gentles is coming. Mm. Why don't I, probably I need to just give you scripture after scripture. First of all, this period that begins with the coming of Yeshua and Yahweh, the eternal everlasting Father, the Mm. Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. All three, the Trinity comes down, as you just given the the passage, Ezekiel 43, verse 1 to 7. Mm -hmm. Uh, It comes through the Eastern Gate to a temple that is next to the Dome of the Rock. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel 42, verse 20, it says there'll be a wall around it. So this is not taking place in heaven, it's taking place on earth, a Temple Mount Amen. in Jerusalem. And that's what Scripture says.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Now, God comes down to Jerusalem to close the dispensation of grace. Uh-huh. And now what does He do? Romans 11, uh-huh. 26. Uh-huh. All Israel will be saved. All Israel will be saved. So that means when He closes the times of the Gentiles, He opens. The the, the times of the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. This is why it is extremely important. uh, If you could go to me, just for me, uh, and read uh, Romans 11, uh, 25, and 26. Mm -hmm. Because this is extremely important. When does this take place? After the fullness of the Gentiles that come in. Mm -hmm. When will the fullness of the Gentiles come in? When God comes down to Temple, Temple Mount in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem uh-huh. and Zechariah 12 says he will show them his hands. Yes, They will see him whom they pierced uh-huh. in Jerusalem at the Temple Mount. Ezekiel tells us the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit comes in through the Eastern Gate into the Temple next to the Dome of the Rock. This is extremely important because I've taught that people will meet the Lord in the air and when we are in the air then the Lord will reveal himself to the Jewish people uh-huh. uh, but that was not based upon Scripture. Scripture says it will be in Jerusalem, at the Third Temple, when He reveals Himself to them to close the dispensation of grace. Let me read so that. So why don't you please read that for
1: Romans us. 11, 25 and 26. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part, as you say, until the full number of Gentiles has come in. Verse 26. And so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer comes from Zion. He will turn his godliness away
0: from Jacob. He is going to cleanse the Jewish people on that day. Mm. The final day as it happened on the day of Pentecost. And the, the church was born. The power of God came and the apostles went to the temple. <clears throat> this time it's going to be the Lord himself coming to the temple. Speaking to his people, taking away their, the hardness of their hearts, mm. removing the stony heart. He says, I'll give you a new heart. I'll put within you a new spirit. In Ezekiel 36, uh, I'm going to sprinkle the water of cleansing upon you. So all these things are going to take place in Jerusalem, and the Israel of God, all of the Israel of God, will be born again in one day. And that's why Romans eleven twenty-six says, "All Israel will be saved. And of course, all Israel doesn't mean every Jew.
1: We're going to get into that. (laughs) It simply means
0: all the elect of the Father, because God knows His own. It's like the church is going to be called up to meet the Lord in the air, not the whole church. It's it's the church within the church. The the people of God who walk in the Spirit will know God. It's not about joining some organization or becoming a Jew or claiming to be Jew because that's not going to do it.
1: Okay, here, I've got a question for you that came in last time that I, I told the person it needs to be answered right now. You mentioned that it's the time of the restoration of all things. Last time when we did part one, you mentioned that this is the time that it, it uh, uh, talks about in Acts three twenty and 21 about the restoration of all things. Here's the question that came in. How can Gentiles be restored after the dispensation of grace?
0: All right, this is a very important question. Uh, The restoration of all things. It's a period of 42 months of the preparation of the church, the bride, for the wedding feast of the Lamb. Mm -hmm. It is a very special time for the Jewish people. Uh, It is Jacob's trouble, Mm -hmm. and it is the Great Tribulation Mm -hmm. for the saints around the world. It is the time in which the Antichrist is in the temple, Mm -hmm. and the Bible calls it the time of the restoration because he is restoring the the Jewish people back to himself. He is restoring the saved and compromised saints and bringing them in. So it's a time of the completion, the fulfillment of the, the purpose of God, and the cleansing of both Jew and Gentile Coming into the full maturation, coming into the full likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ, because the Jews just been saved when they saw him, and the Gentiles that have been saved but compromised mm-hmm. are now being brought into restoration to their first love. Now, the Jews are coming to their first love, the born again believers whose names were written in the book of life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before the end of the dispensation of grace. They too are not going to be thrown out, but they're going to be cleansed in 42 months of cleansing. And that is a very special period of time. Maybe I can take this time to say something that is critical and important uh, in our understanding of the biblical timeline. I say to you that. Man was given six days, which is 6,000 years. Uh Now, and the seventh day, which is the seventh millennium, which is the seventh day, which is the millennium, Uh so every one day is a thousand years according to the scriptures. So here we have 6,000 years plus 1,000 years of the reign of Christ on earth. Now, when you calculate that the times of the Gentiles come, an end in 2027 and the dispensation of grace comes to an end and there is a period of um, the restoration that increases the six thousand years Mm -hmm. now hear me because God put a judgment on man not really a judgment it's a it's a probation he put men on probation and during time of the probation was allocated to be 6,000 years of probation, of labor outside the Garden of Eden and living by, by the sweat of your brow. So that period was divided into dispensation of conscience, dispensation of the law, dispensation of grace. Mm-hmm. And it's 6,000 years, 2,000 years for each, 40 Jubilee for each. So, we have 6,000 years. Mm -hmm. So, how is it that we have an extra 42 months if it's only 6,000 years? Mm -hmm. Hear me clearly. The probation was the absence of the manifested presence of God with men. For three and a half years, time came to an end because Jesus came to announce the kingdom. He was here on earth because it's about the manifestation of God. What is the probation? Man was in the garden. God was with them. So to be absent from the presence of God is the probation. So for three and a half years, when the, when, the, when the dove come down from heaven, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. He announced the kingdom until they rejected the kingdom. And he told them, you have rejected the kingdom. You won't, you won't see me again. Until you say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Because I'm going to live. So after three and a half years, he left. And time began again for the 6,000 years of what? Probation. When God is not with man. When, God is not, when I say God is not with man, it means when God is not manifesting himself. Because he's always present. He's never gone anywhere. He is ever present. But we're talking about the manifested presence of God. So he then said to the disciples, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel because the king was rejected. That's why he says from the beginning, Matthew Mark chapter 1, the beginning of the gospel of the kingdom. So the king was among us. God was among us. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and all things were made by him. So that God literally for three and a half years manifested himself on the earth. And that's the period that he put at the end for the restoration of all things. That is, for 42 months, we are big. He is restoring everything and completing everything because the Jewish people, if they only received him, if they only received him, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be where we are. But God, in his wisdom, he knew they would reject him yes and he says because you he cried actually literally wept on on the mount of olives looking at them says if you only know your day of visitation that i'm here but now that you reject me i'm going to
1: go back so that three and a half year period that you're talking about of this rejection was the time that jesus prophesied the time that Jesus, from the time that He was baptized in the River Jordan, that John the Baptist baptized Him, which we know that He was around 30 years old when that happened according to Luke, so that three and a half years then takes us to when he was crucified. Yeah. So you're that saying that three and a half years, we're gaining it back exactly. during the exactly. hallelujah. Exactly. Thank exactly. you, Jesus. Exactly. Everything exactly. is according to Everything the word. Everything is
0: according to his word. You, you know, God's got a precision.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's a God that because he loves us so much he wanted to spare the nations of the world because if that would have happened, the nations would have been reconciled to him. Yes. And God, in his love, realized that the gospel must now go to the nations. Wow. And I'll come back again because the heart of God is to be with these people. He, he, he says, Where I am, there he may be also. It's, I want to be with you. I, I am passionate about. Walking, living with you. God with his people. This is why we're coming to the end of the times of the Gentiles. And God is going to go back to his people Mm -hmm. that have rejected him. And he's going to show himself again to them and say, look. These are the nails.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You don't need the red heifer. Mm -hmm. You don't need the animal sacrifices. Their blood will not cleanse you. I died for your sins. Mm. I want you to receive my blood to be cleansed and made acceptable. So the Jewish people are not coming into the kingdom through some Mosaic law or through the Old Testament covenant. There is only one way to the Father, is through the blood of Jesus. There is no other name except the name of Jesus. There is no other way to return to the Lord, except through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why He's, he's not going to meet us in the air at the end of 26, 27. He's going to come to the earth to reveal to the Jews in their city, in Jerusalem, a temple mount, His hands, so that they will receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior right here on earth, that's the good news, that the Jews are going to be saved through the blood of Jesus, we're saved through the blood of Jesus, that there is no other way except one way, He is the way, the truth, and the life,
1: Amen and amen. and
0: that's why this is good news, that we're coming to the time when they're going to go sacrifice and get disillusioned and realize that their prayers are not being received that God is not with them and suddenly God appears at the temple and he shows them. And they realize that they've been blinded and God removes their blindness so they can see him whom they pierced.
1: Amen. All right, let's uh, let's move along now. I've got two more questions that have come in that I want to ask you about. Is this time of saved but the unsanctified. They're already saved but they're unsanctified. They're going through this period of fighting. Is this the passage in Daniel eleven thirty-two 32 and 35? Is that what that is talking about?
0: You know, I like that passage, but could you go with me first of all to tie it together in, you know, because mm-hmm. Scripture, of scripture mm-hmm. in this uh, q and it's all about it is written. If God said it, that settles it.
1: Amen and it. amen.
0: We don't need to go beyond Scripture. Scripture interprets everything. A precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. And it's progressive revelation, ever-increasing revelation. Now, let's talk about what you just said, because I want to tie it to 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 Acts chapter 3, verse uh, um, 20 to mm-hmm. 21, mm-hmm. so that it ties together, because it, Scripture interprets Scripture.
1: Okay, Acts 3:20 20 through 21. And he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began.
0: Now, here it is. What is the period between 2027 and 2030? It's called the time of the restitution of all things. Mm-hmm. What is it? The time of the restoration of all things, because God is restoring all things. We're going back. The Jewish people are coming back. The compromised believers are coming back. They are being restored in preparation for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now, this period of the restoration uh, is a critical period Let's read that Daniel passage because that will tie in with what's going to
1: happen during this period. All right, are you the Daniel 12, 1 through 3, or the Daniel 11? Daniel 11. Daniel eleven thirteen 13 through 35. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people that know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And those of the people who understand will instruct many. Yet for many days they'll fall by the sword and flame, by captivity and plundering. Now when they fall, they shall be aided with a little help, but many shall join with them by intrigue. And some of those of understanding shall fall, as you said, to refine them, purify them, make them white until the time of the end, because it is still for the appointed time.
0: Here it's clear. This period, 42 months, is to
1: purify Refine, sanctify, sanctify, refine The
0: believers,
1: mm. the people
0: of God, to make them ready for the wedding feast of the Lamb, and for Israel to make them ready for the kingdom. Okay. When the Son of David will come and rule, the true Son of David, not the false um, imposter, the Antichrist, but the true Messiah will come throughout the false Messiah and the false prophet in the lake of fire, mm-hmm. and this period of 42 months of Jacob's trouble because the restoration is going to take place during the time of the great tribulation mm-hmm. and Jacob's trouble. Mm-hmm. So let's read that in the book of Daniel chapter 12.
1: Okay. Daniel 12, 1 through 3. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people will arise. There will be a time of distress such has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people... Everyone whose name is found written in the book of life will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, some others to everlasting shame and contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like stars forever and ever.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, this is talking about the, the, the great tribulation mm-hmm. such as never been and never shall be. And that is the time of the Great Tribulation, Jacob's trouble from 27 to 2030, the the, the Great Tribulation, Jacob's trouble, but Jacob's trouble is actually the the time that God is going to do exploits. Right here it says those that know their God Mm -hmm. are going to do exploits. So it's a time of a Holy Spirit explosion unlimited power, unlimited anointing. It's a time like no other time in history because of the increase of the anointing, the revelation, the understanding. We are moving towards the unlimited anointing. He says, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. So we're entering a time of what I would call a Holy Spirit explosion on the earth in the midst of all the chaos and all the persecution. Because those that know their God, the spirit of Elijah is coming. What we, is the spirit of Elijah? The spirit of Elijah is to follow Elijah. The multiplication of food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's about the, 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 the declarations with demonstrations. I mean, it's calling fire from heaven, consuming the enemy. That's the kind of anointing that is here that will be demonstrated in the 42 months. It's a time of showdown. The people that know their God, the remnant, the prayed the overcomers, that the overcomers are going to rise up, and they're going to be in the face of the enemy, mm. and they're going to demonstrate the power of God in measures that have never been seen. Amen and amen. We are about to be anointed. I'm mm. talking about right now. the The move is on right now. The Holy Spirit is moving now. God's calling you right now because He wants you to come into a baptism of unlimited power, unlimited anointing, a fire baptism because we are now in the days of preparation to see the end of the times of the Gentiles and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to bring the church of Jesus Christ to the greatest in gathering, when we're called unto him to meet him in the air, to be rewarded for our work on earth, because our work on earth is almost over. And before it's over, God has given you the privilege to be alive in this hour. Okay. He has given you the the greatest honor to okay. participate in what he's doing in these last days.
1: All right, I'm gonna read a passage and then we're gonna to get to one final question before we got to uh, close for today. And it's a question you've answered, but it's a question that everybody wants to know, so I'm gonna have you answer it one more time. But first, this passage about Jacob's trouble, Jeremiah 30, verse seven, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. So during this three and a half years of Jacob's trouble, you've listed many things that are going to happen during that time. The question that came in again that I want you to close us with is this. People cannot be saved any time after the dispensation of grace. It's strictly a time of refining and purifying and the overcomers doing battle against the enemy but standing up like Elijah, knowing they have all authority over that old devil People want to know, can they be saved during that three and a half years? Tell them again. Now, the dispensation of grace
0: is closed when the fullness of the Gentiles have come in. Yes. That's when heaven will be split open. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit will come to the temple. Ezekiel 43, 1 to 7. God comes in. He is closing the dispensation of grace, and he is restoring the Jewish people, Mm -hmm. but those who are saved, but not sanctified. That's right. That means those whose names are already in the book of life, Mm -hmm. he's not going to arrest them because they're compromised, they're living in sin. He's not going to lose any of his children to the devil. So he is not going to bring them into the kingdom Without holiness, because without holiness, no man nice. can see God. Amen. So he is going to give them the opportunity to go through the fire of cleansing, the fire of the great tribulation, to cleanse them and prepare them for the wedding feast of the Lamb. Amen. So the Jewish people are being prepared at this time for the kingdom, the millennial kingdom, the, the son of David coming and ruling for a thousand years so this is the 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 period that is critical 42 months of the cleansing of the compromised church thank God
1: not one of God's children are going to be lost Amen. and
0: And not one of God's children are going to go ahead of another we when we when we all ready when we all get ready and we all prepared with that spot with that wrinkle Mm -hmm. at the end of 42 months of the cleansing then, only then, will the church be called out to meet the Lord in the air Hallelujah. immediately after the tribulation mm. of those days because tribulation is for the cleansing and purification of the compromised church, meaning mm. saved but not sanctified. Amen. That's why we should pray that we will be counted worthy to escape, to escape. because this is something that you can avoid. Mm. The Antichrist will not persecute. Anyone who is prayed up, amen, filled amen. up, who is cleansed and holy, happy, and filled with the joy of the Lord, he won't be able to touch them because they will have the seal of God upon
1: them. Yes, Lord. Amen,
0: Jesus amen. said, Pray always that you may be counted worthy mm-hmm. to escape. Pray always that you may be counted by what? By God, not mm-hmm. by the Antichrist, but by God. Amen. Worthy to escape. That means there will be billions of people escaping the great tribulation. The persecution, what is the persecution? It is the 6666 Mm. biochip that the devil's gonna demean that every person take this number because if they don't, they cannot buy or sell that the number of the beast and those who say no to the number of the beast, they'll be beheaded, Mm -hmm. but not. All of God's children will be beheaded. Why? <laughs> because they're not going to take the number of the beast and he can't touch them. Amen. Why? Because the seal of God upon them is overcomers, overcomers. <laughs> they will not, the church is going to be preserved. The saints are going to be preserved. Mm. The overcomers are going to be preserved. There is the preservation of the saints. You mm. say, where is that? Well, Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, mm-hmm. it says, I will keep you awake during that time of of the Great Tribulation, I'll keep you away. Not take you away, I'll keep you away. That means as it was in the days of Noah, you, you will be kept away. Like in the in Egypt during God's judgment of Egypt, Goshen, the Jewish people, were kept away from the judgments. So there will be people on the earth, triumphant, victorious, walking in power and in majesty doing exploits because <laughs> the hand of God is all over them, the Spirit of Elijah is upon them, they are not afraid because fear is not of God. Amen. When we and talk amen about these that. things, many people think, Oh, yes. oh I, I, I'm so afraid. Mm-mm. Oh, I thought I would be raptured nah. because I, I can't stand this. No, the God in you is bigger than yes, the Antichrist. The God in you is Hallelujah. bigger than the false prophet. Mm. He is in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. That amen. means the best of your years are before you, during the worst of times, there will be the best of times for you because God chose you, Amen. God has anointed you, God has something big for you. I want you to not be caught up in the fear because good times are coming. Let me, you know, I, I like to summarize this for people. 2027, the end of the dispensation of grace. Mm-hmm. If you're not saved by then, it's over. Amen. When he comes to the temple, He closes that, he restores his Jewish people, and the Great Tribulation begins after he left because you can say, well, wait wait, wait a minute, we're going to go deeper into this. We're coming back to this with several series on this because when he comes to meet with the Jewish people and the Great Tribulation will come, you say, how can that be because He comes first before the Antichrist enters the temple. Mm -hmm. Who comes to the temple? God comes to the temple. Mm -hmm. God meets with his people. God reveals himself to his people. He saves his people. He sanctifies his people. And then only after they are saved, the Antichrist just jumps into that temple and sits down and says, I'm God. And they say, no, you're not God. We just had a a wonderful salvation experience. Mm -hmm. We know you are not the one. We, We met the real one. We, we're not taking the fact. Mm-hmm. So he will try to persecute them and persecute the believers because he knows, we know he's a fact. He, 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 he knows the real thing. All and right. so we'll we reject him. So be encouraged, be strengthened. Mm. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus.
1: We're gonna go into that more. We've got two more parts to this series, and we're gonna let the prophet, the last day's prophet, go into more and encourage you about what's gonna be happening during this three and a half years of Jacob's trouble. For now, share this with your friends, with your family, with your love, with your enemies, that they might come to know and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. The time is short for the Gentiles to come into the fullness We want you to pray with us, and we thank you for everything that you're doing with this series. We covet your prayers. We also ask, many of you want to know how you can get more information about what's going on here. You can do that by two ways. Here's the email address at the bottom of your page that you can send to us, your email, and we'll keep you up with everything going on here with these Q&As, with our radio station, with our Sunday service that Dr. Maury gives there at our church WRNO radio and Good News World. If you want to give, you can give two different ways. You can go to this link and click on the donate button. Give as the Holy Spirit would ask you to give. We don't ask you to ever tell you how much to give. We don't even need your money. God's got all the money, as you've heard Dr. Moore say many times. He doesn't need it. But you're offered to bless, to be blessed by giving. Just pray and ask the Holy Spirit what you're supposed to give. You can give on the donate button and put in your credit card information and give as the Holy Spirit would tell you to give. If you want to write a check, cashier's check, money order, business check, whatever. You can make those out to Good News World. Again, give us, the Holy Spirit directs you, and you can mail those to the P.O. box that you see on the bottom of your screen. One more time, if you want a copy of the Tribulation Timeline, email me at OneTexasAndy1 at gmail.com, and I'll put you a copy of that in that Dr. Worry and I have put together for this Tribulation Timeline. Dr. Mori, it's been a blessing again. Two hey. more parts to this are going to be good. That's yeah, going to be exciting. But I want you to put the priestly blessing on the people as you close us today.
0: May the Lord bless you mm. and keep you. Thank you, Father. May He lift up His countenance and shine upon you, and be gracious towards you, mm. and give you His peace. Thank you, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.